there are numerous interventions taking place in the session to plant the idea, meaning there are numerous techniques, different philosophies, different theories that are taking place in this session that we know help people with these things, and we're combining them all in one package, which is wonderful. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Counselors Can Help. I'm Merrill Fink, an associate clinical mental health counselor in the state of Utah. I'm here to talk about the wonderfulness of counseling and therapy and also uh, catch you up on what's been going on in my life recently. So today I'm doing the show solo Lots been going on. I actually have been slowing down a bit with my shows and broadcasts, and that's because I've been spending a good deal of time passing a test, a test which I needed to take. So I look forward to getting licensed soon in the state of Utah. So that's a, been a very long, long march towards my goal, six to seven years, I guess, of my life, of effort towards this. I'm obviously committed. I'm obviously going to keep going here. So that's what's been happening. I've been slowing down a little in the shows and I want to get back caught up. I'll also be doing just a little bit of traveling in the month of May. So I will be doing a couple of shows, but again, I will be taking some time off and just doing some traveling. We're going to some cool places. I'll hope to talk about that in coming shows. But today I want to get back to this discussion we've been having about ART or accelerated resolution therapy or ART. I have talked about this before, shows 31 and 32. If it's as new to you and you're interested in probably the most promising trauma therapy that I can think of that's come along in a long time, then uh, certainly go back to those shows and learn more about it. So show 31 and show 32, they're going to give you some basics on art. And I'm going to talk a little bit more today to give you a little bit more of a sense of what we're doing, how we're doing it, and that kind of thing. So the previous show has set the foundation in what art is. I think this information is life-changing. And I'm not exaggerating a one bit. I think this information and this technique can change very quickly in a way that no other therapy probably could because this therapy called ART or art combines a lot of things into one session things that have never been done before and certainly done in this way. So I'm very excited about that as a therapist. This is the most exciting thing that I've seen in my therapy career that can change people's lives very quickly. So I want to delve into that just a bit more today. I want to tell you a story that I think will sum up what art can do and it involves a Super Bowl game that was one of the most watched and analyzed plays in history and the impacts of this going forward. Uh, But before I do that, If you're in Utah area, please call Aspire 801-525-4645 to work with a therapist. One thing to emphasize is these are real people answering the phones who will have real conversation with you about what you're going through and trying to help you find the best fit you can within the Aspire group of therapists. They're going to do everything they can to take in your needs, what you're trying to accomplish, your schedule, etc., and help you with that. So you won't regret it. Certainly give them a call. If you are outside of the Utah area and just want to find a therapist, you can go to counselorscanhelp.com. There's a free link on there that you can go to that will get you a somewhat targeted search to folks in your area. Now, back to the story. So 
the tease there was a Super Bowl game. If something happened, we all know what a Super Bowl game is. I think the world championship of the American NFL. It's highly watched. It's a big deal. People somewhat plan their weekend in February around it. And this has to do with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. So I'm a huge NFL fan. And it would be probably we're going to talk about the most watched, the most critiqued, talked about play somewhat in sports history, I would say. The decision-making, the execution, this play was analyzed to death. Now, the story itself, many of you may know, some of you used to get caught up or to remind you what happened. It was late in the, the Super Bowl and the Seahawks were moving the ball down the field, and they were about to go ahead, the Patriots, in the remaining minute or so of the game. There would be seconds left as the Patriots would go down. The Seahawks were about to score, and it looked like it was inevitable they were about to score a touchdown and put the Patriots down at the end of the game and really kind of get them in a bind. It looked like the Seahawks were almost cruising to victory, honestly. What happened was instead of running the ball into the end zone, via the running back, Marshawn Lynch, who everyone thought was just destroying the Patriot defense at the time. They got down to about the two-yard line, and we all thought, watching the game, everybody did, that it was just going to be more of the same. Marshawn Lynch was going to pound it in the end zone, and they would go up and take the lead. What happened instead was Russell Wilson stepped back, threw a quick slant pass, which was intercepted, at about the one-foot line just prior to the goal. Okay, huge change. Now there are seconds left in the game. Seattle is down. They no longer have the ball. It's game over. I mean, within seconds, the game shifted that dramatically and in a way that no one saw coming. Huge letdown, huge disappointment, massive swing in the game. The Patriots were obviously excited and the Seattle Seahawks were obviously devastated. Now, it would be understandable to have this moment change an athlete's life. You could certainly understand that, right? What about the coach? What about the person who called the play? What about the wide receiver who maybe didn't run the route they quite should have? There was probably a lot of blame to go around here. Again, everyone thought Marshawn Lynch was just going to run it into the end zone and the Seahawks ran this play that just turned into disaster. And I often, I actually talk about this play quite honestly in my practice, in my room, when I have somebody who understands the play and we're talking about this issue. And I often ask the question, do you think Russell Wilson ever thinks about that? Do you think he ever thinks about that play? And everyone I talked to who was familiar with the game would immediately jump up and say, well, I never thought about it, but yeah, I'm sure he does. So what would you like Russell Wilson to focus on? What would you like all the people that we talked about in this example to focus on? The coach, the play caller, the execution of the play. Should all these people accuse themselves of being incompetent and just focus on losing the next 20 years as punishment? That doesn't sound right. Maybe they should hold anger towards the player that intercepted the pass, the person on the other team. Maybe the officials. Maybe there should have been a flag called. What do their fans want them to do? Now, if you lose in professional sports, people get fired. You may get fired. 
People lose their jobs. Fans quit watching. Obviously, the fans, the players, everyone on the team does not want to just give up because something bad happened to them. No one wants them to do that. Now, do they play this over and over in their heads? Probably. Probably less since this play happened a while ago. Does going back to this play prep them for the next season? Does it help their confidence? Does it improve the team? Obviously, the answer is no for all of those. Sports are all about the now and getting ready for the next play and what we can do better. Does it help to focus on the failure? Not really. So what should they do? The story is true, right? They can't go back and change history. Should they just focus on how they should have done it better? Should they point someone out as someone they should blame? Well, I think you can probably understand, or if you're familiar with sports at all, it does no good to focus on a bad play. It doesn't do the team, the organization, the athlete, anybody to focus on the play and just think about how they failed or what they should have done differently. Is it reasonable to think that they run this play around in their head a few times? Absolutely. As a sports enthusiast, I would expect and understand that professional athletes take what lessons they can learn, apply them, and add to the movie in their head. So if I were Russell Wilson, I would add, for example, that I already had won a Super Bowl, that I'm probably a good person, that I work tirelessly to lead the team, and I will keep trying to make myself better. If I just focus on one play and I'm Russell Wilson, I may miss that fact. The team may miss the fact that they need to maybe change their player personnel and get different players in that would change the outcome of a game. Perhaps their offensive plays are flawed. Maybe they need to make better decisions in the future. What can they do to get better? What should they focus on? Obviously, just focusing on the tragedy, the hard part, the letdown, is not going to do any of the things I just mentioned. So why do I bring this up? What's the point of all this? This is sports. The reason is what we want to help people within therapy and specifically art. We all, hopefully, are still trying to be the best we can be going forward. Professional athletes are trying to be the best they can in the next game, the next play. And I think they get good at changing the movie in their head about how things went in the past. Are they doing art? They are probably not, but this is what art is. It's all about changing the movie and not changing what happened. It's changing your perspective. It's changing what you want to tell yourself about this movie going forward. The Seahawks certainly could spread around plenty of blame about why this play went the way they did, but that really wouldn't help them. It really wouldn't help them win in the future. And one could argue that perhaps this play did lead to their destruction. They were never in the Super Bowl since then. And the Seahawks are honestly a shell of their former self. Sorry, Seahawks fans. This is reality. In fact, Russell Wilson has just been traded to another team. So I think it's reasonably fair to say that that play or the situation they're in had an impact. Now, they need or probably tried to change the movie in their head and maybe they weren't all that successful. 
Maybe they didn't sit down and actually do that. Those who experience art, those who experience art therapy, I think can see what I'm talking about. It is possible to change the movie in your head. You can do it in one session with a therapist. And once you've experienced art a few times, you can be shown how to do it yourself. This is the kind of the, one of the beautiful things about it is it's not taboo to have someone do it for themselves once they learn and understand what they're doing. Art has a generally high rate of success to make changes in one session. But what stops people? I think it is this concept of allowing themselves to go back and change the movie, to update the movie, to add important pieces of information. Some have avoided the movie for so long, I think they may find it hard to stay there. They may find it hard to just go there in the first place, which is reasonable. I've been avoiding this movie. I've been avoiding this thought. I've been avoiding this memory. Why would I go back and relive it? The why is so much good can be done. Some folks really can't get past this fact, and I'm using the sports metaphor to show that it is unwise to let one thing, one situation bring you down. Athletes don't focus on it. Musicians don't focus on it. When they're learning a new song, they're going to make mistakes. Things are going to happen. Perhaps a musician had a bad experience on stage. These things happen, but they don't want to let these situations define them. They would like to move forward and keep producing, in the case of sports, winning records, and in the case of musicians, beautiful songs. Some people instead, though, in their own life, don't see the parallel and I think tragically do not allow themselves to change the movie or understand how that would be done, which is understandable. If you've never done art before or had anyone explain it to you, it does seem a little odd when you first hear about it. So what's the point? What do we want to do here? Why do we want to do art? I firmly believe that your life, a big portion of it, is what you focus on. Let me say that again. Your life is what you focus on. It's not necessarily what you did, but how you spent your time in your head, the movies that you play in your head, or what it could be, is what is going on now and that you really need to pay attention to. So the movies, the constant thought, the going back, the beating yourself up, that's all really happening. And it may be happening as you're doing things like driving cars and going places and doing your work. But this thing is dominating in your head or you are trying very hard to avoid it. What we want to do is be able to pay attention to things that are more positive. That's what the idea of art is to do. We would like to focus on our values. We want to be the person we want to be. We want to get better. We want to improve. But we want to focus on what we control. Who can help us with this? A therapist can help you, a counselor. Trust me, we don't want to sit around in therapy sessions just talking about what went wrong. A successful and fulfilling life is focused on positive change that keeps improving, getting better, and allows yourself to move on. Changing that movie and adding productive things in that movie can do a great job in leading you towards that more productive life and focusing on the things that you want to focus on. So let's apply this story to trauma or bad experiences in your life. It could be something that you saw, something that was done to you, or maybe you participated in. That is a bad experience or a bad movie. Now that movie plays in your head a lot, 
or at least in specific situations, and it always leaves you terrified or angry or regretful or shameful or embarrassed. You name it, it brings up lots of emotions. Or, and I think this is even more important, it stops you from doing things that you'd much rather be doing. It keeps you living under your potential because it starts to set limits in your life. It starts to tell you where you can't go. What we are trying to do in art is take advantage of how the brain works in this case and really just put in more useful things and things that you would want to remember as part of this memory. We don't want you just remembering a specific part of the trauma. We want to help you with the story and get you to move away from this trauma to a much more productive life. You can choose the story you want to remember and highlight the parts that are more useful. How is art able to make this last in one session, you may ask? This all sounds wonderful and great. Sounds like a great pep talk. How can it possibly do it? I've mentioned some of this before, but I just want to highlight there's minimal talking in a 50-minute session, and it typically takes, once you start art, 40 to 50 minutes is reasonable, sometimes a little bit more than that. There's minimal talking so we can get through a lot of stuff very quickly. We're focusing on a visual story. We're not talking about it. We're not getting analytical. We're not talking ourselves out of a story. Plus, and this is the thing that people don't really understand, if, especially if you're not a therapist, there are numerous interventions taking place in the session to plant the idea, meaning there are numerous techniques, different philosophies, different theories that are taking place in this session that we know help people with these things, and we're combining them all in one package, which is wonderful, which means you're attacking the problem from many different ways. What also happens in an art session is you become very familiar with the new movie, and so you're able to grow your confidence in a way that you never did before. I highly recommend you give it a try. Art is so effective and so helpful. I really wish and hope that everyone out there who hears about it will look into it. Do you know somebody who needs this? Do you know maybe somebody who could benefit from this? Certainly pass this show along, all these different shows here that we talk about art. Specifically, there are other things we talk about on this show. Please pass it along. Please help each other out out there. Also, please rate the podcast on your podcast app or leave us a little review. That's always quite helpful. What this comes down to is art can change the movie you're watching to put in a more effective movie to get you to be the person you want to be. And when I say the movie, please don't get hung up on that terminology. What I'm talking about is a memory. I've always talked about it as a movie because I think that's a, a way to think about it in terms of you sitting there watching a movie. It explains what you're doing. But it's really a memory. Art can help you put in a more effective movie to get you to be the person you want to be or at least get past this thing that's dragging you down. Is it ever too late for a person? I, I don't believe it is. I can assure you that anytime people put limits on themselves, many times they're playing a movie in their head that is not helping. And I will go you one more. I will say that the movie you're watching may not be about the thing at all. The movie you're playing now could be the thing that says you can't improve, you can't make changes, you can't move on, that your life is set. Well, I'm here to tell you that Changes can be made by anyone, and all it takes is a little attitude adjustment. It is also very common to want to avoid these topics altogether. If you have a traumatic story, a traumatic history, 
it is reasonable to say, I don't want to go there because there's nothing to it. There's no point in it. I'm just going to make myself feel all the stuff that I felt that I did back then. So what's to be gained here? How could I possibly take something positive or useful from the story? It's so tragic and such a catastrophe. Well, what I would say to that is there are probably a lot of parts of the story, again, that you are missing, that you are not seeing. They could be many things, and that's the part of the therapist is to get you to see this, the parts of the story that are specific to you. They could involve things like, it really wasn't your fault, or you are not that person anymore, or it wasn't a situation that you could change, or focusing on really not the event itself, but what has stopped you from self-improvement? What has stopped you from doing things in your life that you always wanted to do but never did? The story could be the thing that's stopping you. It could also be the thing you blame. And it's, again, reasonable and understandable to not want to have to go there and to face these things that can be hard. The part that art therapy, I think, does the best is it stops this thing from getting out of control as best we can in the therapy room. Can we stop it all together? No. But we do our best to keep you in a space that you can actually go through the story and actually start to pick apart and find the useful pieces of information from the story itself. And the beauty of it is, is you do it. We will certainly provide you with many types of hints or ways you can do it, but ultimately you do it yourself, which is maybe even the best part of this therapy is that you find what's useful in it for yourself. And we're just there guiding you, giving you some suggestions, and giving you some ways to think about it, and your brain comes up with the rest. Another way to think of art, we've been talking about the story or the movie and how we're impacting the past movie, but can also impact the present and future movie as well. So, And what I mean by that is many times the thing that happened to us in the past is telling us a story about what can happen in the future, what our possibilities are, what is our potential, or stopping us from doing things that we once thought possible. So another part of the story or reclaiming the story that you want to tell or the more useful story is about what you can do, what you're about to do, how this will impact you going forward, and how you feel when you think of the story. Many times this old story or this old memory will bring you a feeling of stress or vulnerability or anxiousness or depression. And we want to minimize that amount of initial impact of the story and make it so that when you remember this memory or this movie, it's less impactful on you and you're more able to think clearly in the moment. So two things here that also address changing the story are one, how does this impact you going forward? How do you want it to impact you going forward? And two, how does this story impact you emotionally when you think about it? And can we put that in a place where it's not quite so emotional anymore? And you can see it more of the story of a memory or something that happened in the past and that you don't belong to the past anymore. These are two highly powerful, very constructive things that can happen with art and have to do a lot with how we are seeing the movie and really also impact the future how you see the memory, and how you see yourself going forward. So I would encourage you out there, if you're listening to this story and wondering, could it help you? Is it possible? Is this all just a bunch of baloney? See a therapist in your area that can do art. Ask them specifically. 
If you were motivated to change the movie or the memory, which could be about trauma or just could be about the attitude, about the story you're playing, about your life currently that doesn't have a good ending and is very negative, I highly encourage you to seek out something more useful and help you buy into the idea that we can make that movie better. We can make that movie more useful. Please look into it. If you have more questions, go to acceleratedresolutiontherapy.com. They'll give you plenty of information on art and specific details on what it looks like, techniques, specific research they've done, numerous other questions you likely have as you're listening to me talk about art. Thank you for listening to this show. I really hope to encourage anyone out there who is on the fence to look into this therapy. It is so helpful, so useful, so impactful, and can happen so quick for you. Until next time, this is Merrill Fink. Get out there, see a therapist that can help you with art and anything else dragging you down or limiting your future. I'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.